The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. And here we are sitting at 7-2, and two, coming off of the big victory over the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday. And you know what? What a crazy week when you look back at it and, and think that it could be, right, in, in many ways. And you think to some of the conversations we had leading up to the 44-34 to 34 victory over the Seahawks on Sunday. You know, I, for myself, right, it was weird. I felt a bit optimistic going into the game. I wasn't quite sure why. You think back to last week's show, Brandon Bean, the Buffalo Bills front office, they don't make any trades. Bills fans feeling a bit down, maybe a bit frustrated, right? Nothing done to address the depth at linebacker, or do something at defensive tackle, maybe add some depth at cornerback, you know, certainly a few spots and areas of need for the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, even though you come off two wins, there was that sense of frustration. And we talked about it, right? Like, ah, you know, close three-point win against the Patriots. You need to get the fumble by Cam Newton for the victory. You only score 18 points to defeat the Jets and a victory there. And then here comes the Seattle Seahawks with the the high-flying offense led by Russell Wilson, arguably the MVP of the NFL right at the halfway point of the season. And the Bills just come out and completely put it on put it on the Seattle Seahawks to 44-34 victory. I know there's so many areas that you've probably already gotten so much great, uh, I guess you could say, recaps right from the game. Uh, Obviously, you probably heard Circling the Wagons with the post-game show. The Mafia Mavens broke it down as well. And, of course, on the Code of Conduct podcast this week, Jay Spence the King with Joe Miller and Bruce Nolan is his special guest doing a great job there as well. One piece of note, if you have not caught Jay Spence yet in his work, he is also doing a post-game show streaming live on our Facebook page for Buffalo Rumblings, uh, on our Twitter page as well, and on YouTube at Buffalo Rumblings. So you definitely want to check that out. He's got Mookie Hawkins with him each week. Joe Miller has been jumping on. Uh, I'm certainly going to try and catch up with him on the post-game show one of these upcoming weeks. But just kind of a new element coming at you from Buffalo Rumblings. And having Jay Spence on the team, a great addition to uh, to everything that we have going on. You can catch his podcast each week, but make sure you catch that live stream as well with the post game show after each and every game. Now, you know here we are. You sit at seven and two. 
and what usually happens, right? You make your predictions on the team's schedule, what the record is going to be heading into the season. And then once you get to a certain point, like maybe you do a little bit of a reevaluation. Because I think with some of those games on the schedule, like they might look a little bit different now than they did early on. So really in today's episode, I figured it would just be good. Let's take a look at the rest of the schedule. I don't even know if I want to say making any sort of predictions with it because I think at this point in the year, right, you can say it's a week-to-week league, any given Sunday, whatever cliche. And I certainly know that I use plenty of cliches on the podcast each and every week. Speaking of cliches, yesterday I got to appear on Pat Moran's podcast, which was a great honor for me. And if you're not following Pat, at Pat Moran tweets on Twitter, you should be. He does a great job, has great guests with him all the time. Um, one of just the the longstanding successful podcasters coming out of the area. And I was listening back to the podcast with him. And I think I said, I don't try not to get too high. I try not to get too low. And I must have said it about 15 times on the podcast with him talking about about everything. But uh, but to Pat, thank you for having me on the show. It's great. I'll try and cut down on some of my cliches just a little bit. But enough of that, man. When you take a look at the schedule over the remainder of the season, um, it's an interesting stretch for the Bills. And I say that, and you know, here we are as a team. You're sitting at 7-2. and two. You look at it, you still haven't come to the bye week yet, right? You've got the game against the Arizona Cardinals this weekend, and and then you'll be leading into the bye. But, you know, from this standpoint, you take a look at it. um, You know, here is a game that you're probably thinking to yourself, again, will be another one of those high-scoring opportunities. The Cardinals sit at 5-3, and um, just came off of a tough loss to the Miami Dolphins on on Sunday. You know, really one of those games, right, when you think of the AFC East battle, would have loved to have seen the Cardinals get that victory. But here they sit at 5-3. and ready to take on the Bills this weekend. And, uh, you know, it's certainly one of those games when you look at this next opponent, right, and who they have played, who they have defeated, and what that has meant for them. And that was one of the big pieces for me, I think, when we looked at the game against the Seattle Seahawks. And it was the question of, like, well, who have they defeated, right? Because from that standpoint, what what does it really mean? Like, you know, when you talk about the Seahawks and you realize – Man, their best victory was over the Miami Dolphins. Uh, The best team they had played, at least from a record standpoint, was the Arizona Cardinals, right, who we're talking about now, and they lost to them in overtime. So let's take a look at the Arizona Cardinals real quick, and I think as we do that, then we can just run through the rest of the schedule. But for the Cardinals, right, the Bills, they're at a 4.05 kickoff Eastern time. They are traveling out to Arizona for Sunday's game. Um, week one of the season, right? They pulled off the upset over the San Francisco 49ers. Certainly the 49ers do not come in, um, you know, at this point, they've battled a lot of injuries. But in week one, expectations were still pretty high for them. But the Cardinals with the 24-20 to 20 victory. After that, when you kind of look at their schedule, right, There's that's when some of the questions, I guess, start to come in when you, you talk about that strength of schedule and, and who they've played and who they've beaten. A 30-15 to 15 victory over the Washington football team, uh, a 26-23 to 23 loss to the Detroit Lions, a 31-21 to 21 loss to the uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, they defeated the New York Jets 30-10. to 10. They defeated the Cowboys uh, without Dak Prescott 38-10. to 10. Uh, The overtime victory over the Seahawks, certainly their best victory, right, 37-34. to 34. And as we said this past weekend, 
losing to the Miami Dolphins 34 to 31. And in some ways you take a look at this, right? And you think to yourself, is this, you know, going to be somewhat of a similar game script? I'm not saying that their past defense is anything like what the Seattle Seahawks was, um, but they just gave up 34 points to the Miami Dolphins this past weekend. And you take a look at some of these things, you know, to a Taga 248 yards passing and two touchdowns in his second game as a starter. Granted, the Dolphins did score a defensive touchdown from our old friend Shaq Lawson. But, you know, with that being said, I just kind of take a look at it and you think to yourself that, you know, the Cardinals, they kind of fall in that same bucket with the Seahawks and maybe the NFC West, right, as far as some of their matchups go this season, they're not going to be playing the most, uh, you know, the, the most difficult schedule from from that standpoint. Before we move forward, just a couple of pieces, right? When you look at how the Cardinals performed on offense this past weekend, um, Kyler Murray certainly had a heck of a game, completing 21 of 26 passes for 283 yards and three touchdowns. More impressive even on top of that, 11 rushes for 106 yards and a touchdown there. I mean, certainly he was the entire offense when you talk about the Cardinals and what they were able to do. Um, but again, in a loss to the Miami Dolphins. Um, Chase Edmonds starting at running back in place of Kenyon Drake. 25 carries, only 70 yards on the ground. But again, when you've got Kyler Murray rushing 11 times for 106, certainly something that stands out from that standpoint. So for the Buffalo Bills, I think it could be another high-scoring affair against the Cardinals this weekend. But Again, right, that's the next opponent. And then what do the Bills have coming after that? Because I think that's an interesting piece, too, as we take a look at things of just the remainder of the schedule. I mean, I, I like the Bills' chances against the Cardinals this week. You know, then they'll be on the bye. Hopefully gives them a chance to get healthy. Of course, Matt Milano is still on injured reserve. But you've got other guys nicked up along the offensive line. Who knows what's going to happen with Mitch Morris and what his return could be. But then when you come off the bye, right, they're playing the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert certainly has looked good in his time as the starter for the Chargers, although they have just been finding ways to lose games late. It'll be interesting to see what type of matchup that could be. Certainly, it again, probably a high-scoring affair. The following week, the Buffalo Bills, um, you know, that's when they take on the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday Night Football. And 49ers are not the team, um, certainly, that we have uh, – Monday night football, sorry about that – that we really have expected them to be. Injuries to guys like George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo has made them a little bit of a, a shell of their former self. So, right, what was a game, I think, in many of those early season predictions that, you know, Bills fans thought that was going to be tough, a game that they would mark as a loss. Uh, you know, now that might not be the case. Um, again, as you look at it, if Garoppolo and Kittle – are still out for that time being. Probably the most anticipated game in the remainder of the schedule, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, that one on Sunday Night Football on December 13th. And, you know, really from that standpoint, the game in Buffalo, obviously the two teams met on Sunday night last year in Pittsburgh, a big victory for the Bills. But right now the Steelers remaining healthy, although Big Ben Roethlisberger nicked up just a little bit. Um, but they are undefeated at this time, and that is going to be a matchup that could have some implications for AFC seeding in the playoffs. <clears throat> Weekend after that on 12-20, likely will be a Sunday game, could be a uh, Saturday game, could be in primetime. The Bills play the Broncos. Again, they've been a little bit up and down, but you know, one of those where Drew Locke, the book is still out there just a little bit. 
And then the final two weeks of the season, the Bills will travel to play the New England Patriots on Monday Night Football on December 28th. Um, the Patriots squeaking out a victory on Monday Night Football this week against the New York Jets. And then the finale of the season, the Miami Dolphins come to Buffalo in a game that may be first place in the AFC East is on the line, depending on what takes place there, of course, over these few weeks. So just taking a look at the schedule there again, the next team up, those Arizona Cardinals coming off a uh, what I would call, I guess, a disappointing loss to the Miami Dolphins as they had a 49-yard field goal fall short that could have tied the game for them. But you know, with all of this, right, you you take a look at it, the Bills sitting at 7-2 and two at this point of the season. Um, it's okay to feel good as a Bills fan. And I think with this, sometimes you, you know, you come off a couple of victories where the team doesn't look exactly how you'd like them to. The fan base could be a little bit down. Expectations could be a bit higher. And then, of course, you have this victory over the Seattle Seahawks. And Josh Allen throws for 415 yards. And, you know, honestly, the rest is just uh, is just history there. So, you know, from so many standpoints, you look at this. It has just been a, uh, a fun season, right, for the Buffalo Bills and for fans of the Buffalo Bills so far. And it's one of those things that you just want to see uh, continue, right, to continue to keep happening moving forward in so many ways. Uh, it's just it's an exciting time to be a Bills fan. Uh, for a number of reasons. And, and one of those reasons, and I think if you've been online, you've seen it, it's been covered in the news in, in so many ways. But uh, everybody right is aware at this point that Josh Allen's grandmother had passed away on Saturday evening. And Bills fans, kind of as Bills fans do, have been making donations to the Oshai Children's Hospital um, for the most part in $17 denominations. And, you know, as you go through with something like that, it is up to over $250,000 in donations to the Oshai Children's Hospital at this time, uh, thanks to members of the Bills Mafia. Again, local media, national media, podcasters, bloggers picking this up, sharing this information with so many, and people just rallying in that way. To think at this time, right, recording it Tuesday night, probably around 8.30, over $250,000 in donations at this time, and it doesn't seem to be slowing down anytime soon. So with that being said, it's just, uh, you know, it's a fun time to be a Buffalo Bills fan. You're always kind of, you know, you're proud of your team. You have great pride and all of these types of things. But for the way the fans have come together uh, and supported Josh Allen, the quarterback, and not just because he played a great game, but because, you know, here is a guy experiencing a great loss in his family and the Buffalo Bills family really stepping up um, with just a, a symbol of generosity that just goes such a long, long way. So to all the members of Bills Mafia, Bills fans everywhere doing their part, if you can give, by all means give. If you can't, give it a retweet, share it on your Facebook page, whatever it is, because I think the more people that know about it, um, to help those kids at the Oshai Children's Hospital, um, always a, a great cause for those in need. And, uh, and I just can't stress that enough. So you know, with that being said, I just always appreciate you guys tuning in. It's uh, it's been a fun week, man. I mean, in, in many ways, right, with everything going on, the Bills are on a three-game winning streak, and here they go to play the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, and just uh, it should be another exciting game on Sunday. So I appreciate you guys hanging out with me uh, for the podcast this week. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all the great shows um, like I said before, the Code of Conduct podcast with Jay Spence, the King, has been a great addition. The Mafia Mavens are back. 
If you haven't caught Jamie D and Big Newt yet, you've got to. They come out the same day as I do each and every week. And, of course, you know we've got Circling the Wagons, Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, Believe, the Bruce Exclusive, the Buff Hub. I mean, we've got plenty of podcasts to keep you going throughout the week. And, obviously, when the Bills are playing well, it's great to be able to talk with other Bills fans about all the good things going on. So, appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks, always, for listening. And, again, go Bills. Take care.